dismissed for class. Welcome this morning, church. Those that are here in the sanctuary, those that are live screaming, we welcome you into the house of the Lord today. We call on the name of Jesus. Because we don't want to be deceived. We don't want to be deceived. This is the beginning of a new year. We don't want to be deceived. The warning for this new year, church, is don't be deceived. And don't deceive yourselves. And don't deceive yourselves. The Bible commands us not to be deceived or deluded, delude ourselves. Meaning, don't be deceived by false beliefs. To fool yourself into believing something is true because you want it to be true. When it's actually not true. It's not okay to do anything that you know is wrong. It's not okay to know within your heart that you're about to do something and you know is wrong. You know it's not right. That's called sin. That's the definition of sin, church. Of sin. But the deceiver, the deceiver will persuade you into thinking that it's okay. That it's okay. Even though you know it's wrong. That's what deceivers do. Paul tells us in, in Galatians, he says this. He says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever man saw, he shall reap. Church, don't be deceived into thinking that even though you haven't sown into the things of God, that you will one day reap the approval of God. See, many Christians have been deceived into thinking all they had to do was accept Christ as their Savior without pursuing a real relationship with him. But Jesus tells us in Matthew, he says that in that day, many will come saying, Lord, Lord, and he will declare to them, Depart from me. I never knew you. Because ultimately, they were deceived into thinking they were closer to Jesus than they really were. See, they wanted to be with Jesus, just like many of us. When that day comes, when we leave this earth, we want to be with Jesus. But they, as some now, wasn't willing to surrender their whole hearts 
to Jesus. See, they were deceived. They were fooled. They were tricked into thinking they didn't have to give the Lord their whole heart. And they would still be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven. But Jesus says this. Jesus says only those who actually, who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter into the kingdom. Only those. Don't be deceived, church. But that's what a deceiver does. He tricks you into thinking that something is right when it's not. That's what he does. Jesus also tells us in Matthew 6 that we can't serve two masters. That you will be devoted to one and despise the other. Jesus is referring to the love of money and God. A master is anything that enslaves you. A master is anything that enslaves you. That's not bad. Being enslaved if Jesus is your master. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I asked the question, what enslaves you? What enslaves you, church? What enslaves you? What is it that you won't give up? What is it that you are losing your freedom to? You're losing your freedom to it, and you may not even know it. You may not even know it. What is it? Hate? Anger? Unforgiveness? Bitterness? Harboring bitterness? Jealousy? What about lust? Greed. What about that money? What about that dollar? What about those filthy drugs? What about those that, that, that deceiving alcohol? What about even self? What about self? Being enslaved to self. The Bible tells us, it warns us not to be wise in our own eyes. Not to be wise in our own eyes. It says, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment for your bones. Hallelujah. Because all of these things, church, all of these things, many of God's people are enslaved to. And they're taking them away from God. But Jesus warned us, you cannot serve two masters. Don't be deceived into thinking, church, that it's okay when it's not. Don't be deceived into thinking that it's okay when it's not. The deceiver is real. And the enemy is real. The enemy is real. The serpent is real, church. 
He is real and he's on the prowl. He is on the prowl. And if he hadn't already, he will try to deceive you as he did Eve in that garden. He will try to deceive you into allowing him to be your master. See, he wants to be your master. See, he doesn't want you serving the Lord. He doesn't want you serving people in the name of the Lord. No, no. He doesn't want you coming into the house of the Lord, praising him and giving him your worship. No. He will tell you, you don't need the church. The church needs you. That's what he'll tell you. But as surely as I stand before you this morning, the enemy is real. The enemy of God and his people, the church, is real. And we are on his hit list. We, as the church, are on his hit list. He desires, church, to take your life of faith from you. He desires to take your life of trusting God from you with his lies. He desires to take your life by tempting you to follow the evil ways of this world. When Jesus clearly tells us that his way is the way that leads to life. I used to think that we gave the enemy too much credit. I used to hate it when people bring up the enemy. I used to hate it with a passion. But now, it seems like we don't even recognize him for the conniving snake that he is, the deceiving liar that he is. Because a lot of God's people are being deceived. Deceived. Even knowing the word of God, they're being deceived. Recognize the work of the enemy in your life, church. Recognize the work of the enemy in your life. Just as well as God is not playing any games, the enemy is not playing any games. Anything that keeps you out of the will of God or doing the will of God is the work of the enemy. And we need to recognize that. We need to recognize that anything that keeps you away from the things of God is the work of the enemy. Recognize it. Recognize it. If you're not serving God through your life, if you're not glorifying God through your life, you're glorifying the enemy. You're working for the enemy. Recognize Satan for who he is, church. Recognize him. He doesn't want you to love God and love people. Satan wants you to think that you can be God, that you know more than God and his people. Again, I tell you, he'll tell you that you don't need the church. The church needs you. The devil is a liar, a liar. He wants you to isolate yourself, church. He wants you to isolate yourself from God's people. He doesn't want you around like-minded people. 
that will encourage you in the things of God. He doesn't want you knowing the promises that God has for you. Because he knows in God's word, he will get exposed. When you come around like-minded people that know the word of God, the enemy has no power. No power. None. None. He will be exposed. Satan and his forces, his deceivers and his liars will be disposed by the word of God. Surround yourself by like-minded people of God. The enemy wants to taint your heart with the desires of this world, church. But choose to focus on the things above as the Bible instructs us. The enemy wants to weigh you down with the cares of this world. He wants to magnify your fears. He wants to heighten your anxieties, church. But God says, cast all your anxieties upon him because he cares for you. He cares for you. Truth is that we are all made in the image of God, every one of us. Every one of us, church. But Satan wants to keep us divided and distracted. He wants to distract you from pursuing your purpose. And he will deceive you if you don't understand that your purpose is found in Jesus Christ. Satan wants to isolate you. He wants to make you a loner. A loner. Who's going to help you when you're by yourself? Amen. He'll tell you that you don't need anyone. He'll tell you to put yourself astray. He will lead you right off a track. He will. He will. But the Bible tells us not to forsake the gathering of God's people. Because we have an obligation to each other to love each other and keep each other on track. That's who we are. We are better together. We're in this battle together, church. Together. Recognize the work of the enemy in your life. See, we are not, by no means, glorifying the enemy. But God wants us to be aware. He wants us to be aware to know what we're facing, what we're up against as his children. Because he loves us and he cares for us. The liar, the tempter, the slick serpent, the deceiver, the one who comes to steal, kill, and destroy the life and faith of God's people. But Jesus Christ said, I come so they may have life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus wants us to recognize, recognize the work of the enemy. Don't be deceived. Do not be naive to what's going on around you, church. Do not. Jesus clearly tells us the thief, John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life 
and have it abundantly. Abundantly. A clear contrast between Satan's purpose and Christ's purpose. Clear. Sadly, many of God's people are still confused, are still deceived. How, when it's so clear, when it's so clear, church, the thief, the thief, he says, comes only, he only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. <laughs> Who wants that? But Jesus says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And yet we rebel, we turn our backs on the one who comes to give us life abundantly. We do. Church, don't be deceived. We have an enemy. We have an enemy. Do not be deceived. And he is real. He is real. Every one of you have an enemy. If you are a child of God, you have an enemy. Don't be naive. Don't be deceived. God wants you to be sober-minded and aware the enemy is real. And he is a thief. He is a thief that wants to steal your harvest. He wants to steal your harvest. Everything, everything that God himself has ordained for your life, he is coming for. He is coming for. Now, what you're going to do when those attacks come? What are you going to do when attacks come? Because they are coming. Who are you going to run to then? Are you going to run to the people of the world that you turn that you turn for that you turned your back on the Lord for? They can't help you. Are you going to run to those things that enslave you? That drugs or those alcohol? They're not spiritual things. They can't help you in this battle. They can't help you. Those friends that do not have a relationship with the Lord, they can't help you. This battle is spiritual. This battle is spiritual, and you must be connected to the Holy Spirit of God. You must be connected to the Holy Spirit of God, church. You got to know the Lord to fight this battle. <laughs> you got to know the Lord to fight this battle, church. You got to know to call on the name of Jesus to fight this battle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The world that you love so much cannot help you in this battle. It cannot help you, church. Cannot help you. The life that God has planned for you, the warning is that the enemy is coming for it. He is coming for it. The good job, the nice home, the nice car, the money. In the bank account, he's coming forward. He's coming forward. Your marriage, your children, your grandchildren, 
He is coming for them. The love relationships with your families, your loved ones. The bond that we have with our brothers and sisters in Christ. He's coming. He's coming. He's slick. He's conniving. He's coming, church. He's coming. Because he's coming for your life. He is coming for your life. That's how special you are. That's how special you are. He is coming for your life. He doesn't want you, he doesn't want you to have the things that God has preordained for your life, church. Amen. Satan wishes to steal your joy. He wishes to steal your joy, but Nehemiah tells us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. It's our strength. Satan wants to steal your joy. He wants to steal the joy of God's word right from our hearts. Right from our hearts. Because he knows, he knows that the word of God, the promises of God, brings joy to our hearts. See, it gives us the strength to overcome his lies. The word of God is our strength against the lies of Satan and his people. Amen? Hallelujah. 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 See, but he comes to rob you of your joy, but not always with the big things. Not always with the big things, church. Car won't stop. internet out. World coming to an end then, right? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what to do, right? <laughs> you know, we, we fussing with our spouses. Then we want to divorce over a little argument. You know, the children not listening. They're not being respectful. I don't know what to do. I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. Yeah, the little things. Little things. Can't find our shoes under the bed to go to work. My hair ain't right. It's the little things. The little things, church. The little things. See, the little things, the devil knows that if he can get your joy over something little, he can steal your strength. He can steal your strength. And if you have no strength, you can't resist him. And if you can't resist him, then he will never flee from your life. So suit up, church. Suit up. Suit up. The devil desires to kill you. He is out to destroy your life. He wants to destroy your dreams. He wants to dash all of your hopes. All of your hopes. And that will happen if you allow him to deceive you. It will surely happen if you allow him to deceive you. In the end, just like Jesus said, you will call on him, Lord, Lord. And he will say, depart from me, I never knew you. Because you will allow the enemy to deceive you out of giving Christ your whole heart out of having a true relationship with the one who came to save you. He will say, depart from me. I never knew you. Be aware, church. 
Be aware, the word of God doesn't lie. That's falling line. The enemy, he wants to distract you from the God-given purpose. And if you don't already know, he's slick. He's slick. And he will try to persuade you and entice you away from a close relationship with God. Everything that tries to take you away from the things of God. It's not of God. God wants you to be close to him. It's the work of the enemy, church. The work of the enemy. But the Bible tells us this. It says in Ephesians, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the might, in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may, may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. See, see, you see how many times the Bible speaks of the devil? You know he's real. You know he's real. But you have the power. You have the power. Because the spiritual things, church, the spiritual things of this world, when we are aware, aware of the spiritual dangers that we face on a daily basis, the spiritual dangers will have you calling out the name of Jesus. Will have you crying on your knees for the name of Jesus. Those unseen spiritual dangers. When they attack, you must know what to do. You must know what to do. We're involved, church, brothers and sisters, in a spiritual conflict. It's spiritual. Spiritual against evil and the welfare against your faith, church. If you have faith, he's coming. He's coming. We're in a war, not only with Satan, but we are in a war with our own rebellious desires. We're in a war against the ungodly pleasures of this world. We're in a war against every temptation of every kind. We're in the war. We are in the war. We got to suit up. Satan and his demonic forces are not playing with God's people. See, it may seem like he's winning, but he's not. He's trying to deceive us within the church, within the body of Christ, like he's winning, but he clearly is not. The word tells us to be strong in the Lord, in the strength of his might. See, you cannot win this battle on your own, church. You cannot win this battle on your own. We have been blessed in the spiritual realm with the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit of God. We know to call on the name of Jesus because he is our firm foundation. So the Satan, he can huff and puff all he wants to. But he can never blow our house down because we stand on the firm foundation of Jesus Christ. Because we know to call out the name of Jesus when those attacks come. We call on the name of Jesus over our minds, over our hearts, over our bodies, over our loved ones, our children, our grandchildren, our families. 
Wherever there's darkness, we call on the light of Jesus to cover it, to cover it, church. Those people that argue with you, we call on the light. We call on the light of Jesus. Hallelujah. The enemy is real. The devil is real. Do not be deceived. Do, do not be deceived with the things he tries to present to you. Because he coming like this with gifts of his own. Just like he tried to play Jesus. <laughs> Offer Jesus everything. Everything. That was our example. To not give in to the schemes of Satan. The temptation of Satan. Jesus said, it is written. And it's written for us. It's written right here in the word for us, church. For us. We have been equipped through the blood of Jesus to fight this battle. To fight this battle. See, Paul tells us to put on the whole armor of God. To fight this battle. You can't fight it on your own, church. See, once you open yourself up to the enemy, it's hard to shake him loose. You have to change some ways in your life to shake him loose, see. You have to want to be changed within your heart to shake the devil loose. You can't come into this new year being the same old me. Because it's heightened. Everything is heightened. Satan is heightened in the church, in the minds of God's people. And we got to battle that. So you got to be transformed. You can't come in here in the natural. You got to be transformed in the spiritual things of God to fight this battle. Or else every other day you will be crying out for the help of Jesus. When he's saying he's already equipped you, now you got to stand strong in his might to fight this battle. Ephesians, Paul tells us, he tells us clearly, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. How dangerous is that? How scary to know that? How scary is that? That we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. See, this thing is spiritual. But against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness. Against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. The battle is not against your brother and your sister. It's not. He says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the, in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. He's giving us instructions on how to fight this battle. He says, stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth. Know the truth. And having put on the breastplate of righteousness, stand in righteousness, church, and the shoes for your feet having put on the readiness given by the gospel, hallelujah, of peace. He says in all circumstances, all circumstances, all circumstances, take up the shield of faith 
with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the enemy, evil one. See, you can put those darts out. See, they may come, but they will never prosper. See, hallelujah, hallelujah. He says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. He's telling us to fight with the word of God. Fight against those lies of the enemy with the word of God. And if you don't know the word of God for yourself, pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. Call one of your brothers and sisters in Christ. Because we need each other in this battle, church. We need each other. And he says, praying, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplications for all the saints. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, we're not alone in this battle. <laughs> Clearly, God gives us instructions on how to fight this battle, church. How blessed are we? If we did not have the word of God, oh, how are we going to fight this battle? What will we know, right? Hallelujah. See, our welfare against Satan and his people, his spiritual forces, calls for serious prayer. Call for serious prayer. He says, praying at all times in the spirit. In the spirit. Meaning, allow the spirit. Allow the spirit of God within you to, to, to arise those words in you to talk to God, to talk to God. That's why the Bible tells us to be spirit-led. Because your words, our words are not good enough. Meditate. Go into prayer and meditate and let that word, the spirit just bring those words up to God. Make that connection, church. Make that connection. Praying at all times in the spirit. And church, we must know God's word. We must know God's word to fight this battle. And like I say, if we don't know it, if you don't know it, if you have any doubts, pick up that phone. Pick up that phone. We're brothers and sisters, and we got each other's back in this battle. Because this battle is not against one of you. If it is against one of you, it's, it's against all of us, right? All of us. All of us. See, be confident in the power of God's words. Be confident. There's power knowing God's word. Be confident. See, when you're confident in the promises of God, you have no fear. Those attacks may come, but they will never prosper. Understand that they will never prosper when you're confident in God's promises. We're all going to be under attack. I'm under attack. But I'm not shaken. I'm never shaken by this. Because I stand on the firm foundation of Christ and the word of God. The only reason we know how to fight this battle is because of the word of God. Because the word of God teaches us how to fight this battle, church. Without God's word, the enemy will have his way against us. 
He will have his way. He will run rapid through us. And those that he are running rapid through right now does not have the word of God in their hearts. That's the problem. Also, beware, because the devil will try to twist God's word. He is a deceiver. He will try to twist God's word. Read it for yourself. Call on someone that you trust. Call on someone that you trust. And lastly, prayer is how we fight, how we fight this battle. Prayer is how we fight this battle. When the battle comes to our doorstep, we go in to pray. When the battle comes, we go in to prayer, church. See, we work together. We have a prayer team. When things go wrong in your life, we have a text as the prayer team, and we pray for each other. Pray for each other. Use it. Use it. We can't act like we got it all together. Because none of us really do. None of us really do. This battle is made easier when we're together, when we're fighting together. When you're fighting solo, it's so hard. It's so hard. That's why we're called the body of Christ. Everyone has a purpose, a reason to be in the body together. Connect it. Connect it. Let's go into this year connected together as one body. If you find one of your brothers or sisters falling by the hands of the enemy, pick them back up with the word of God. Encourage them in the word of God. Pick them up. Pick them up. And I pray that they would do the same for you. Work together in the Lord to gain victory in this battle. Don't be deceived, church. Don't be deceived. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you, Father, knowing, knowing that you are here for us, God. Father, we come to you knowing that we have a Savior, that we have a Redeemer who died on the cross for us, God, to be able to fight this battle that we face daily, this spiritual battle, God. This world we know is falling. We know there's evil all over this world. God, but don't let it penetrate your church, God. Don't let it penetrate the hearts of your people, almighty God. God, I call on the name of Jesus right now, God. For anybody that's viewing live screaming, for anybody that's in this service, for any family member that's connected to you, any friend that is connected to you, I call on the name of Jesus right now. The name of Jesus. Wherever there is an attack, whether it's in their bodies, God, I pray healing. Whether it's in their minds, God, I pray healing. God, I ask you right now, God, to rebuke everything, everything in the lives of your people that is not of you. We rebuke it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke every attack, every spiritual danger that arise in our lives, the seen and the unseen, God. God, your people need you, God. Your people need you. And I pray that, 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 that they open up the hearts 
their hearts, God, to receive what it is that you want to speak to them, God. God, I ask that you unhearten their hearts, God. Make them understand, God, in some kind of way, God, that this is real, that this battle is real, that we can make this life a little bit easier if we depend on you. Not our strength, God, but your strength. Because you have not given up the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. And we need that sound mind, God. Hallelujah, we need that sound mind. God, cover us in this day and every day. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said.